0: I, I hope someone, you know, I, I hope everyone could listen to the podcast and never blow up a town, but, but it happens. I mean, if you're trading volatile stocks, it happens. But when it does happen, take responsibility for it and recognize that you never want to go back there. And, um, you know, page 64. Most of those who successfully break the cycle and make the shift in thinking have experienced so much pain from large losses that has the positive effect of stripping away their illusions about the nature of trading. And, uh, you know, I always say if you take a big loss, that, that might be the most valuable thing that ever happens to you. you...
1: You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen. The lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up and coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers.
2: We are celebrating more than 10 million downloads on the Steady Trade podcast. It's always nice to give something a little back. Uh, I just want to talk to you about Oracle Daily Alerts. If you don't have stocks to trade, you don't fully need it just yet. You can get something called Oracle Daily Alerts. And it basically at 10 a.m. every morning sends you an email with what stocks to trades Oracle, its, its cosmic algorithm, what it recommends the hottest stocks are of that day and what the buy and sell points are. So you can not only look and hopefully aim to profit, but you can also get some sort of indication what the hottest stocks are and why the up to start your learning welcome back to the steady trade podcast we are continuing
0: our series of our top three favorite trading books and you know longtime listeners will know Stephen came up with two but hey you know we always we, we always, <laughs> always kind of you know you, you know you know like in school when they kind of the grade curve you know we, we cut Stephen some slack and we let him come up with two but anyway, go to the link below well if you're listening on podcast go to or on iTunes go to steadytrade.com we'll link it below you'll see all of the past book picks and as well as the future book picks so if you're curious about what the next book is um, today we're talking about a, a great one something one I really enjoy um, trading in the zone by Mark Douglas I actually only read this about a year ago but this might be. Um, you know, listeners of the podcast know I'm an avid reader. I'm, you know, it's kind of my main hobby and I've read, I don't even know how many trading books, but this one kept getting recommended to me. Like, like every time I would post about a book, people would say, Have you read, you know, trading in the zone. Have you read trading in the zone? So I, I finally bought it, I think about a year ago. And you know, it's always, I, when I decide whether a book is good or not, I determine it by the number of dog ears. And I mean, I would say there's, I don't know, 30, 40 dog years in a, you know, a, a 200 page book. So I would think that that would be a good endorsement for trading in the zone. So this was Steven's, one of Steven's picks. So Steven, I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, we've got Kim and Steven here. Um Steven, if you want to kind of intro, since it was your book.
2: Yeah, no. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's funny, you, you, you say that you've got the dog ears and you went through it over and over and, uh and I actually managed to complete it. Uh, and, and that is probably more of a recommendation. It's a more powerful recommendation than any of your recommendations, because you I don't know, finish and, and, books.
0: And I know we like to joke, but I mean, I talk about this. I mean, listen, I know reading, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 70 years old. I know reading is kind of a lost art. And, you know, the world we live in, I know a lot of people just aren't that avid readers. And I think that's a, that's a great, you know, endorsement of the book that, you know, Hey, and there's nothing wrong with that. Steven's not necessarily a reader, but he finished this. I think that I agree. So,
2: I, don't know, I mean, I'm also a, um, an advertising copywriter and I, and I don't read there either, but I somehow learned to write. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit of a weird person, but, um, but no, the book, the the book is, um the book is, is the book blew me mind. Uh, honestly, read this a couple of years ago when I was obsessively uh, trading. Went back to it uh, more recently for this for this episode, and 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 many of it still, much of it still really rang true. Uh, he he just literally lays out psychology as it is, um, and and it's it's basically a, a book on psychology and why we think the way we think and and how to change the way we think, and it ultimately ends up with a system of, of to change your behavioral psychology to become a successful trader. But uh, the one thing that hooked me from the absolute beginning was he said, we are born and every single thing we learn in life is the absolute opposite of what we should know to be successful trainers. (laughs) So it's an absolute deconstruction and reconstruction of the mind to be successful because every single thing our brain tells us is the opposite to what we should do in training to be successful. And that's why 95% of if, if traders lose and that's why 5% of traders win because the 5% or the 8% are the ones who manage to reconfigure the brains. I
0: tell you, I tell you, you know, you, you talk about the baseline of your um, um, amygdala. I probably pronounced that wrong.
2: Amygdala. Amygdala.
0: <laughs> but your fight or flight, man. I mean, if yeah. it, listen, listen if, if, if you're looking to fight or flight, a low float squeezer, you know, if you run away, that's, FLNT.
2: <laughs> no, F, F, no, FLNT was not low float, but it was a squeeze at the day. Like if we talk about FLNT, uh, any single person's emotion would be, this is a bad stock. It's got a bad long-term history. It doesn't make any money. This, I just want this to work. So I want to be a good trader. Uh, but the, the bottom of the book is that, and I was saying this in the last podcast is You've got to take all kind of rationality out of the market because the market doesn't have any rationality. You've got to take all emotion and you've got to strictly be trading based on a profitable plan that involves profitable risk reward over and over and over.
0: So Kim, um, you know, this was, this was a a new book to you. Um, It is a lot of psychology related stuff. So this is, you know, these are, these are the kind of books that I really like because it's cool to like have chart patterns and stuff like that, and actually next week is going to be all chart patterns. But oh, so much of this is, is, is up here, and obviously that's kind of your specialty. So what, what did you think?
3: I loved it, and I thought it is a book that anybody could read, even those who don't want to be traders, because it just felt like if you take the word trading out, And put the word life in place and you're still, you're still getting like really kind of almost sacred wisdom practices, right? There's, there's things being talked about in that book that have to do with how we live our life. If you're constantly being triggered, if you don't learn how to be neutral and respond versus react, you're going to have losses in life and obviously in trade. So it was such a fantastic book. The, the one book it did remind me of is another is a book I chose for later on in our book club called The Inner Voice of Trading by Mike Martin. So there was I, I found a lot of similarities in it, but I felt Mike's maybe is they're both different, but I loved it. It was a great book. I, I feel like I've read this book before, except it, the concepts. It's not around trading. I've read it with like Byron Katie's book, Loving What It's How Do You Learn How to Be With Whatever Shows Up without being in resistance to it. And that's what uh, it spoke to me.
0: Yeah, that's one of of my first highlights. And again, I've got a lot of them um, that kind of touches on what Stephen and you said. Um, If you're following along, it's on the top of page 27. One of the many contradictions of trading is that it offers a gift and a curse at the same time. The gift is that perhaps for the first time in our lives, we're in complete control of everything we do. The curse is that there are no external rules or boundaries to guide or structure your behavior. The unlimited characteristics of the trading environment require that we act with restraint and self-control, at least if we want to create some measure of consistent success. The structure we need to guide our behavior has to originate in your mind as a conscious act of free will. This is where many of the problems begin. And you know, I'll I'll, I'll jump back to Stevie. You know, this is something I mention all the time. One of the Biggest issues I have with trading is the there are zero barriers to entry. I mean zero. People always joke about you'd never build a skyscraper unless you had an engineering degree. You'd never do ba- brain surgery without uh, you know a, a, a medical degree. Trading, every broker in the world, if you can write your name on a form, will take your money and let you start trading today.
2: And I'll just, I'll just add to that and, and say that it's the only, it's the only profession with zero barrier to entry, but 100% full accountability. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yep. Because at the end of the like, day,
2: you can't rely on anyone else.
0: Yep. And it's your account balance. And that, that is the, that account balance is the ultimate arbiter and it, it doesn't care that that account balance doesn't care. It is what it is. And there's the quote, no do there's no do overs either.
3: <laughs> the quote that hit me was: "If you're afraid of being wrong or losing money, you know you're gonna be you're gonna have a problem." And and you could apply that to life, right? Who everybody's afraid of being wrong. Every nobody wants to lose money, but yet and and this episode Stephen and I just recorded. Part of what Stephen said is he attributes his success right now to this neutrality, and that is really what it seems like that book is all about how to come from a place of neutrality and if you keep you know fooling yourself that you're not going to be triggered it's like recognize you're going to be triggered and then step back into neutrality that's what the book said to me
2: yeah i agree but like you can't shut off your emotions you can't tell your emotions no maybe by reading the book you might learn that a little bit faster but ultimately the first 100 trades that you take, you're <laughs> going to be scared oh, hell yes. and you're going to be shaken and you're going to be panicking. But if you stay in the game long enough, you'll eventually have a rational, uh, unemotional, uh, approach. And that's when you start really taking the right risk rewards. When you start thinking, if I miss this stock, I don't care because I've been trading for four years and I, I don't care if I miss it because I don't even, I don't, I don't care. And I'm not trading to make money. I'm just, I'm just trying to stick to me plan because that makes me money. Um, once you lose the fear of missing out because you, you're okay with it because you've done it so many times and you've proven that your strategy works. Uh, once you're not, not bothered about, uh, the profits, you're more bothered about sticking to the pattern. It all works out. It all works out for the best.
3: And Tim, what you just read that quote, you know, how it talks about how you come, you come into it being able to create whatever you want the plan to look like. I mean, what, what I'm hearing is steady trade has that plan. Like you guys are giving. So in one sense, what he's saying is true, but not for the listeners of steady trade, because you guys are basically giving people, here's the rules, here's the boundaries, here's the roadmap. Stick to that. Then you'll be able to do this.
0: Hundred, hundred percent. You know, it's a, we've joked about that, and I need to look it up. It's I think it might be Larry Hittite, but again, that that quote of you know, he you know he was one of the most successful, and I might be misattributing this, but it was a successful, hugely successful trader, and he talked about that point of you know he could put his rules in the phone book, you know, for free, and
2: yeah, people would still people this. would still fail, you know. So, but but but. And remember in the podcast where I outlined the, the nine basics or the seven basics of short selling and then you said, even though you've done this episode, everyone will watch it and still fail. <laughs> it's uh, it's true. And 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 I I know we're talking about Mark Douglas, but I, I'm thinking about writing my own, my own trading book and I've got my own quote that I've just thought up now.
0: Oh yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't wait. Off, uh, here we go. And off the top of the head, Stephen Johnson, midnight in Dubai quote, lay it on us.
2: The consistency you seek. Is in your mind, not the markets.
0: Ooh, I like yeah. it. I
2: like it. It's actually from, it's actually from the Trading in the Zone book, but, but it could, it could have been me. <laughs> 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 could have been me.
3: <laughs> the author's listening. He saying, it sounds so familiar.
2: <laughs> He's about his sewers. As... No, 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 but, but how important is it that the, con- the markets are unpredictable? You can't rationalize the market. You can't predict it. It's completely irrational. The only consistency that you can ever have is in the brain, that you will stick to your plan consistently. I just I just thought it was fascinating.
0: Yeah. And, and and so, you
3: have control over. I mean, you know, it, you got to realize you don't have control, but then that kind of gives you control.
0: And, and that, you know, that's that that idea of, of, of responsibility. And, and Stephen made that point a few minutes ago of, of, you know, it's just you. You know, I joked about the account balance. I mean, it's all on you to take and and so another you know i'm only on chap page 29
2: but because <clears throat> that's the only that's the only amount of pages you read up bit
0: whatever look i got a dog ear
3: on page
2: 187 there's a dog ear on page 187 you you are you are folding them before the podcast <laughs> you are folding them before the podcast
3: <laughs> you got yellow, I like. <laughs> yeah
0: Stephen I, I i'm like you <laughs> um anyway um the problem that that Mark Douglas mentions is the failure to take responsibility. And this is something that um, I want to touch on because I know, and, and, and Steven, I'm sure will agree with this. A lot of new traders out there fall into that, you know, following alert stuff and following oh, other people, chat rooms. Okay. You know uh, uh, people on Twitter. And I tell you, if you want random results, follow other people. And, and, and the quote I, I highlighted a year ago, it was, the way to avoid responsibility is you adopt a trading style that is all intents, purposes, random. I defy random trading as poorly planned trades or trades with no plan at all. It is an unorganized approach that takes into consideration an unlimited set of market variables, which do not allow you to find what works on a consistent basis and what does not. That's something we hammer and hammer and hammer on of having that plan and then tracking it. I mean, I, you, you might think what you're, you know, you might think this setup works for you, but if you don't track it, you don't know. And, and I think that's where, you know, he says, you, you'll, you'll get random results and you won't know why you're getting random results.
3: The, the concept of self-responsibility I think is the biggest concept this book is addressing that I, he, he just is, comes out so emphatic about that and that's why I think people who like Ayn Rand or like the Fountainhead which is also going to be in the book club later that's what it's an advocacy yeah? and you know I'm going to just quickly shout up that that's my first practice and my five practices of my book is self-responsibility and that but that is what is so rare most people don't take responsibility for their life never mind for their trades because it cause it asks you to be with you know a lot to take full responsibility. Your ego doesn't like that because your ego wants to be you know. So I think it's just no, so powerful. People should read this even if they're not treating. But
2: but and and I just I just want to reach out to the people who are who are pretty like loose cannons and emotional and crazy. And I want to say that like and, even and if you are, are wild are you to and get, crazy, are you to give
0: your phone number out on the podcast again.
2: No, 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 uh, no! Did I ever do that? I don't think I gave it to girls
0: or Instagram. Out. I think I think you tried, yeah. and I think I stopped you from giving. Yeah, everything.
2: it was it was one of those. You
0: no,
3: girls or for
0: everybody? Girls, girls,
2: Uh-oh. girls, and 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 lady boys. But um, but uh, no, honestly, I uh, I have to say that there is hope for people who are a bit reckless, a bit crazy. A bit stupid. Stupid in a in a silly way. Uh, that makes silly mistakes. I wanna say that there's hope for all those people because I'm exactly like that. And uh if you continue to practice the skill of discipline, eventually you will get better at it. It's the same as practicing the skill of writing, you'll get better at writing. If you if if you're like learning to run or lift weights, you'll get stronger. Discipline is, is exactly the same thing. No matter how crazy or mental you are, if you practice it over years consistently, you'll you'll get it. You'll get it like anything else. Doesn't matter what personality you're born with. Some might get it faster than others, but you, you will ultimately improve and get it. I just want to say it. What's up? Steven Johnson from the Steady Trade Podcast. I have recently been trialing Oracle Daily Alerts. It's basically an email uh, every morning that tells you the recommended entry and exit points of the hottest stocks of that day. And it's been having pretty accurate results from what I've seen. Uh, brilliant for newer traders who just want to learn what stock they should be trading and what the recommended entry points are as a basis of learning uh better yet it is 97 dollars a month but we're hoping that steady trade has a promotion code so click the link uh to learn more below
0: so the um ne- drop. What, what, yeah exactly <laughs> Not at all. So, Um, you know, and this is something that, you know, another caption that, that I think is important and, you know, and, and ties into that, that, um, long-term mindset type thing. I mean, you have to make these mistakes over and over again, and, and you have to feel that pain and, you know, just like, you know, blowing up an account, you, you, I, I hope someone, you know, I hope everyone could listen to the podcast and never blow up account but but it happens I mean if you're trading volatile stocks, it happens. but when it does happen, take responsibility for it and recognize that you never want to go back there and um you know page sixty four most of those who successfully break the cycle and make the shift in thinking have experienced so much pain from large losses that has the positive effect of stripping away their illusions about the nature of trading. And uh, you know, I always say, if you take a big loss, that, that might be the most valuable thing that ever happens to you. Because if you, now, if you forget it, you know, if you bury it, pretend like it never happened, but if you embrace it and you say, man, I'm never going back there, that's a
3: huge,
0: huge shift in your mindset. And,
3: I have a question. There's a quote that I love, but I want to understand it. Perceive what the market is offering from its perspective. So I get the concept of that, but tell me what is, what would be the market's perspective, guys? Thank you.
0: Well, that would be, in my opinion, the way I would interpret that is, you know, the classic don't fight the trend, you know, now, now, you know, you know, so if, if I'm looking at this, you know, and, and, and I'm going to talk about a setup that, that isn't what, what Steven would short, you know? So, so if I see, you know, if, if I'm sitting here and people do this, you know, if it's a steadily uptrending chart, you know, this stock has been steadily uptrending for quite some time, we're in a strong market, it's in a hot sector. Maybe it's an, let's say it has earnings. I mean, people short earnings winners. Is, it makes me want to shoot myself in the face, but but people do it. You've got to I
2: did that this morning. <laughs> I shorted an earnings winner this morning. I had, said, I had results in, though I expected better than I expected innings, and I shorted it. I lost $220. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, realize they had earnings. F L N T sent out a news release saying we've got better expected earnings coming, and I well, shorted I, it, and lost. It was my biggest loss of the month. Allow me <laughs> to hand on the Bible.
0: 228
2: dollars. <laughs>
0: hand on the, the Mark Douglas Bible. I didn't realize they had earnings. So anyway, so
2: yeah, they and profitable as a company. But for <laughs> sake of the
0: cover, but, but they still still had a bad job. But but Kim, my basically, if, if everything is right with this stock, and you short it you you you're fighting what the market is telling you and vice versa if this is just a terrible stock terrible fundamentals it's done six reverse splits you know and i know you don't know what a reverse split is yet but you know they've done a bunch of reverse splits all it does is go down spike down the the prospects are terrible they're not in a hot sector and you you try and dip buy that stock you're, you're you're trying to you're betraying what the market is telling you the, the market is telling you this stock is a piece of shit and you're buying it because it's perking up on day one. So, so that's what that means to me. Okay. So. Okay.
2: And, and, and can I just say like with trading, it is such a blind alley. You're walking through the dark with little light to guide left or right, but uh, and you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots of success looking back. And when you do connect the dots looking back, it's unbelievably simple once once you get discipline organized and sorted and down it's such it's, it's the most simple mathematical equation you'll ever make there's eight bullish factors and there's one bearish factor it's a long <laughs> yep there's eight bearish factors there's one the... bullish factor it's a short and doesn't it, it's mean as the simple trade as that means... for me right It doesn't, that, mean the doesn't work doesn't go ahead go ahead yep. I was putting as,
0: words in your mouth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, as, as, I mean, Mark, Mark Douglas's five fundamentals is anything can happen. You don't need to know what's going to happen next in order to make money. There is a random distribution between wins and losses in any given set of variables that define an edge. An edge is nothing more than an indication of higher probability of one thing happening other than the other. Every moment in the market is unique. The fifth principle, yeah, you've got it as well. The fifth principle is the most important one. Every moment in the market is unique. but, But... If if you have eight bullish factors and one bearish, eight bearish and one bullish, 90% of the time, or 92% of the time, it's going to work. That's not going to say it's going to work that time, but stats don't lie, facts don't lie, history doesn't rhyme, but it repeats itself. Play the probability 100 times and you're going to make money 92 out of 100 times, and it's as simple as that. And, god and if, damn it if, you, if you're if you're
0: not watching on youtube it's funny so i was in and, and steven Stephen will accuse me of of manipulating but i i page 130 i had it open
3: dog
0: eared, and dog eared and highlighted and he just went through so page 130 is the <laughs> fundamental truths that relate to the skills and he just went through all five and you know steven i'm starting to get concerned no we had,
2: the, we had the same predictions on the new year as well I, i'm starting to think you have an ability to rewind time without me knowing
0: <laughs> i'm just afraid that i don't know maybe it's all these years
2: of dude, all these years of talking to each other
0: yeah or some sort of bizarre mind meld i didn't do any mushrooms <laughs> maybe you did some mushrooms but i don't know
2: so right, at this, some point i'm going to start eating meat and stop drinking and going to the gym. Oh, you're going, it's going, to, be going to happen when that happens.
3: You're going, to, you're going to be a millionaire when that happens. Um, eliminating fear is only half of the equation. The other half is developing restraint. That was my other favorite quote, and it also gives me a little confidence. Not that I have perfect restraint. I don't, but I do think I have a you know I've done a lot of work to try to develop restraint. So I feel like okay, now the other half is. Eliminating the fear because I still have the fear, but I really like that quote a lot.
0: I, I, I still want to, even though I'm, I'm going to fight Stephen tooth and nail to, you know I, know, I know he's the devil on your shoulder to get you to trade real money. I can't wait to see your restraint when he talks you into shorting some 300% runner with, two, yeah. with 200,000 yeah. float. And it's trading 5 million shares in pre-market. I can't wait yeah. to see your restraint then. <laughs> yeah,
2: I can't wait as well. Like, that's exactly, 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 exactly what I was thinking.
3: I that's, I, yeah, you I could like feel that there's a whole bunch of, like,
2: I that was building awesome up in this. A
3: bunch ice cream bar in front of me
2: and asking me for <laughs> restraint. That's what I think. Honestly, honestly I don't want to be harsh, and, and I don't want to be uh, not, not i don't want to discredit books because they really help you learn, but like i don't give a shit how many books he reads until you get in that situation 100%. you have no clue how you will react, and it's like Mike Tyson said until you get punched in the face you uh, what it, what did Mike Tyson say no one, no one has a plan until they get punched every, in the, everyone, uh, everyone, every, has, a everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face and there's and it's and it's one of Tim bone's favorite quotes I only know it because he said it so many times <laughs> uh, but it but it's so true but but will you, will you learn faster? Probably because yeah. you've got the base knowledge, but, but will you not, will you not cover a low float, which is pushing with a million volume? Probably as well. <laughs> a few times, a few times.
3: I'm, I'm I'm ready But I, but I, but I, I think the concept of that, you know, that, that it isn't just fear that you have to beat or the wisdom of the knowledge of how to do it, but that restraint is part of what this requires. Um, I I just don't know if that many people realize how important this is to the trading to to becoming a successful. Trader. Oh, I
0: don't. I think so many overestimate the you know and 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 listen. We talk about chart patterns every freaking episode, but I think so many people overestimate you know charts, volume, SEC, all this stuff. Because once you're in that trade, here's the biggest takeaway. Once you're in that trade, nothing matters. It doesn't matter what the fundamentals are. It doesn't matter what the volume is. It doesn't matter what VWAP is. It doesn't matter what the Fibonaccis are. Once you enter, it's just you and the price action. And I think many overlook that, Kim. They they just think, you know, it's chart patterns or it's volume or it's VWAP, you know, so –
2: at the end of the day, make a plan and stick to it. And you've yep. you've hammered that home since episode one. Uh, do your look. It, trading is as simple as this. it's not simple at all. But if you could ever make it simple, it's as simple as this: work out the bullish factors, work out the bearish factors, according to the bullish versus bearish factors, predetermine a good risk reward, based on that risk reward, make a plan, stick to the plan. End of story. It's that is. It's as simple as that. That is trading all well said. So
0: in summary, uh, I think we're all, we're all agreed. We all, all love this book, right? Yep. So, no, it's
2: my favorite book of all. It's my favorite book at all.
0: So um, in recap, it is Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. Um, and, you know, I think I mentioned this in the beginning. I always, I mean, it's, it's again, as an avid reader, I always appreciate it when books aren't three hundred and one pages um, you know you know, yeah. you know as a as a lifelong reader you'll, you'll get to recognize this especially like self-improvement books they're always three hundred and one pages and you can tell a lot of the times you know you can tell that it's like wait a minute you talked yeah. about this three times I can tell you're trying to hit three hundred pages so this is just it's exactly two hundred pages plus the index so it's a quick read. I mean the type is relatively big so I appreciate that, again, in a world I know a lot of people aren't big-time readers. It's a quick read, 200 pages. He doesn't repeat himself to get to 300 pages. No,
2: it's succinct, yeah. Yep, yep.
3: But, I, I, but I, become readers, don't they, Tim? Because you're telling us to read charts till our eyes bleed. So if we can't read, how are we going to be able to prep? And all this work, Stephen says, five hours a day of study, that's reading, reading right. charts. like. You're gonna kind of have to lose the "I'm not a reader"
2: angle. It's-, it's not reading. It's not reading. Reading charts is not reading. I don't. I don't. I don't see them as the same thing. Reading's reading words on a page. Looking at charts is. Uh, it's more of an analysis. It's not. More, it's not. You're not reading. You're analyzing.
0: But I think if you're trying to get into your psychology, I think reading is a great way to do that because you're thinking no, no. about these things. So.
2: Um. No, but, but if, if we're gonna close it, I just I just wanna I just wanna say one quote. It was my favorite because it was six Perfect. words long. So I managed to get to the end of the sentence Uh, and it's, it's a trade not with emotions, but probabilities. And if, if you can encapsulate the book in six words, I'd say that. If you can master the discipline of trading, not with emotions, but probabilities, say your psychology is 90% there. You need to learn how to trade, but psychology is 90% there.
0: So in summary, it is trading in the zone by Mark Douglas. Um, as I always like to remind you, if you're listening on iTunes or Android, um, head over to SteadyTrade.com. There'll be a link to the book. There'll be a link to the past books if you're looking for other trading books. And then also, if you're prepping, which hopefully, we're, we're hoping you get, you're get reading along with us. That was kind of the goal of the book club. Um, next month will be Technical Analysis Using Multiple Time Frames by Brian Shannon. Um, this book is expensive. It's it, it always goes up and down on Amazon, but usually it's like 70, 80 bucks. Um, I bought this book in 2009 when it came out and I have kept it for 11 years or yeah, 11 years. I still refer back to this thing. I, there's all my dog ears. I highly recommend this book over and over and over again. I mean, going back to 2009, I was a, I was a newbie in charting then. you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know what support resistance, you know, breakouts, breakdowns. And I devoured this book. And, and I think again, as I mentioned, it's very succinct. It's, it's well done. It's 180 pages. Um, Highly, highly recommend it. So Google technical analysis using multiple timeframes by Brian Shannon, And which reminds me, I need to put Brian Shannon on our guest list. So um, check it out and we will see you for the next edition of the Steady Trade Podcast.
1: That concludes this episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. And as usual, if you have any questions, concerns, or recommendations for us, please check us out at steadytrade.com where we actually post transcripts of the episode and recap blog posts of the episode. It's a great resource if you're looking to expand your trading and get a more immersive experience from the Steady Trade Podcast.